1: If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahati, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego.
2: You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mehati, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard. Good morning, guys.
3: Good morning. Good
0: morning.
2: Morning, morning. A little overcast this morning. I didn't even look. You know, I walked out of the garage, got in my car. I didn't even look up. So, I couldn't tell you <laughs> if it was overcast in my neighborhood or
3: not. That's why I'm here. Okay. It was
2: overcast. It was a nice day. I mean, it was, or a nice nice early morning, but Yes. Uh,
4: I was focusing on I parked my truck further out, so I was focusing on the ground, making sure I didn't find any snakes on my way to the truck.
3: And it's a pretty They're not usually big step up, aren't
4: they? Well, it's warm. There's warm pavement, oh, and so I okay. always am leery because you'll find them out there. sometimes. Yeah, do you no, take a no, little ladder weird. out
3: there to help you get up into that thing, or <laughs> how do you do That's that? Pretty funny, actually. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ropes. I'm a good rock climber, so. We're supposed to have a a nice weekend. It's supposed a little to cool bit cooler, off. and then cool get off. hot, and then maybe cool off for Labor Day. Yeah. yeah maybe.
2: So, so it'll cool off this weekend, and then we go to Las Vegas, where it's going to be hot. Hot. So,
3: and yeah. no thunderstorms. I'm uh, a little bitter about I'm, that, yeah,
2: or maybe. Oh, no, we
3: well, we haven't had any in all the years that we've been going up there. I know, but you, we were so. This is the closest we've ever been to not having them. Do you have any like
4: uh, long range, not long range, but the next several weeks rain forecast? Yeah, for us? I think ten
3: inches of rain is coming.
4: <laughs> That's in November. What about oh. the next couple
2: of weeks? <laughs> um, oh, I think the, now is that across the entire state, like the one guy is predicting?
0: Exactly.
3: No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I could not find. I looked. I read. Well, I pretended to read. I looked at pictures, and I couldn't find anything that said anything about that storm. Deluge, but yeah. uh, I don't know. But
4: in a, on a serious note, any rain? In the, no. coming?
3: No, but the monsoonal moisture is supposed to come back a little bit, but I don't think it's supposed to be as strong. So, quien sabe? Yeah. However, September is this week, right? Next week? Next week. It yeah. arrives, and so... Yeah. A fall storm will come, I promise. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, you know on. what? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to predict from our first fall storm that we will get less than 10 inches of rain. Wow. I, I, I'm i pretty sure. Uh, you think you're, you're going to put money on that? I, I will. <laughs> yeah. If anybody will bet me, I will put money on it. Good luck Uh-oh. with that. Um, but actually, just real quickly, that brings us to when that cooler – Rain comes, not the monsoonal moisture. It would be a good time to put out wildflowers, start right. a maybe lawn. Anyway, it would be that's the transition, and maybe you're a pre-emergent weed killer. But throw that's some, probably be somewhere. Throw some grow power out before. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's see. We do have classes this weekend uh, in San Diego. It's going to be fall vegetables with Josh, and in Poway, it's going to be Vegetable seed saving with Adams, and he is going to – a couple of the things that he's going to go over are why should you save seeds, which seeds should be saved. Flowers and pollination, preventing undesired cross-pollination, inbreeding depression. Well, that explains a lot. Um, (laughs) Seed processing techniques, labeling, seed storage, and crop specific. So this is going to be –
4: Seed
3: storage and Psych 101.
4: So the the most interesting thing I think he's going to cover for folks is how do – you get seeds from a seedless watermelon or how do you yeah, grow? Yeah, he yes. is going so to that's met, going to be covered yeah. today. So if you're yeah. interested in that, pop in at Poway at 930.
2: That would be an interesting
4: topic.
3: Um, let's see. In... I, I'm kind of interested in how we avoid undesirable cross-pollination. Timing. Is that, a that it?
4: Is, a lot of it is timing. Is it?
3: Yeah. So you just spoiled it for everybody. Now they don't have to go? No, there's no, more too, to it. They have to go. A lot of it is timing. Oh, 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 oh. Next weekend is
2: Labor Day weekend. There are going to be no classes in the stores, but both stores will be open Saturday, Sunday, and Monday uh, for the Labor Day weekend. So if you want to get out and
3: do something in your yard, although it's
2: supposed to be getting hot again, I think.
3: Uh, well, Labor Day they they're suggesting it's a, it, see they're not even sure a week out. Uh, uh, I keep don't. I keep I know <laughs> um, I was. It's supposed to cool down next weekend. Not be cold, but no, they're, just, uh, right, right. Just, just not cool be miserable. more overcast and a little bit cooler for next weekend. You know your cup on it totally that. Those are the Padres' new uniform colors, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not wild about it. Yeah, the Friday so, night when they do them city city Flight, connect city
0: connect or whatever yeah.
3: on Friday night. It's a city yeah. connect cup. It's
2: very city nice. Kind of. uh, let's see. Oh. So classes resume again on September 10th, and it's going to be attracting pollinators with Ryan in San Diego at nine o'clock, and in Poway, it's going to be design of a functional food forest with tyler trimble which tyler does do it. he's from uh backyard backyard, tre- yeah, backyard. backyard trees backyard orchards Orchard. fruit. Backyard,
3: fruit. backyard fruit, yeah. Backyard, yeah. fruit yeah. San Diego. Yeah. backyard fruit, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Backyard fruit San Diego. easy for us he to does, say he does yeah. do a good class uh really really knowledgeable guy and so. he does one on functional food forests i'm yeah. working on one on Unfunctional, non-functional food forest where we're, we're Just, working on working, that for the future. You don't even have to work that hard on. Yeah, those, yeah.
4: yeah. I, I was going to inject something though because you were talking about temperatures, and last week on the air we, we mentioned you guys mentioned something. You said the Baker thermometer, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, yeah. I had to yeah. look that up. We got we, we got called out. I, I had no idea what that was, and when I got home, Capri's like, "What's the Baker thermometer?" Because neither one of us know that, so it's not as well, well it's known.
3: It's it's a cute little baking thermometer. It's one that works in the oven. Was it Baker? Yeah, no, okay, it is Baker. Sure, yeah. It is yeah. Baker. Well, You're absolutely right so, on. I just didn't so know anybody didn't know that.
4: It's Apparently like the, it, two of us at least, and I would go out on my limb and bet that there were probably other folks out there. Uh, I had no idea I what that was. At
2: yeah. bl- one time, I believe it was the world's largest thermometer. I think so. Yeah. So
4: what is this thermometer? I mean, I looked it up, but what is this from you guys that just threw it out
3: there? It's a big, tall thermometer they stuck in the middle of Baker to get people to pull off the freeway on their way to Vegas.
2: Okay. Originally installed at the Bun Boy in baker in which baker, is sadly yeah. no longer there it's very sad um, it's something i think it's a greek restaurant now. i think it is too yeah i, I need to um,
4: update my references because the, the last time i was in vegas was 1979 so i think so oh it wasn't changed there. a little bit yeah
2: it wasn't there i guarantee it um, okay. And but it, you the, would have seen it had you had, I, yeah, had it been and there. for those that don't for those of you that are unaware of the baker thermometer or are not aware of where baker is it is on the um it is on the 15 north to Las Vegas, north of Barstow. Um, not too far. Well, it's a little ways from the state line
3: still. I would yeah. submit to you it's on the 15 south as well. Correct.
2: Well, <laughs> I guess it depends on which direction you're pointing. Yeah. Um, now, was,
3: it's there partially because it's the gateway to Death Valley, correct? I believe Isn't so. Isn't that what yeah. that was yeah. the triggering event was the the hottest well, and temperature they, they in said, Death they, Valley?
2: Yeah, they, said, they set a record or something like that. So um, I can't. It was what eighty eight It was somewhere yeah, around somewhere there, right? around there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I had mentioned last week, the the fun fact about that was the, like a couple days <laughs> it before the dedication, it blew over, <laughs> so they had to, had to put it back together.
3: Um, Which is why we need so engineering anyway, students. If you're
2: driving, if you're driving on the fifteen to Las Vegas or from Las Vegas as you as you're going through Baker, it is hard to miss, especially yeah. at night because it lights up. So yep. you can you can see it at night as well.
3: Do they turn it off to save electricity during? No, because no, I no, got power. No, because got Ivan.
2: It's probably plugged directly into the Ivanpah power plant, which is shortly up the road from there. Right. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 the giant bird cooker that they exactly. in, there, in the <laughs> desert. Uh,
3: yeah. No kidding. Oh, uh, let's see. Try doing Mo- that in your backyard legally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So moving on. Um,
2: not a whole lot going on in Balboa Park. However, the San Diego Iris Society is having their rhizome sale today and tomorrow at the Casa del Prado in Balboa Park, and they're going to be doing their—it's bearded iris, um, bearded iris, Louisiana iris, and a couple other, couple other ones I can't think of off the top of my head. And you know, speaking of Louisiana iris. I haven't seen a Louisiana yeah. iris. In, so it's
3: Dan Carlin. Didn't we have one in, in our pond? We do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, do we get them. In our pond, yeah. But they're usually not blue. Well, well, we had one. We too. had some bloom. We blooming. used to get them in
2: 15-gallon. And right, they were enormous. enormous. They were right. They, were they were noteworthy.
3: Yes, yeah. they were. They were um, beautiful. Tall-bearded irises, re-blooming, aerial-bred, and Louisiana irises. That's what they have. And then they're going to take a week off for Labor Day, which I'm guessing is why, because we're going to be dark next week, class-wise. And then you can come back on the 10th and 11th and Pick do it again. get more get rhizomes. rhizomes if see, you would I would like. have to
2: do that because I would leave mine out and they would die. <laughs> Not yeah, that quickly. To dust, yes. bearded, bearded iris rhizomes <laughs> no, they, will last, yeah, they quite last, quite last a while. Too, they do
3: last quite a while. Yeah, they do. And they're they real. will grow from looking like nothing. It's the truth.
4: When do they bloom? Bearded irises. When do they typically bloom?
3: They usually do a spring bloom, yeah. and then some are are reblooming varieties.
4: Brooke, Brooke has some right now that are blooming, and she's ecstatic. One of our coworkers in Poway, she's oh, plus now her. sometimes.
2: Right. Yeah, speaking of which, we did not get our rhizomes
3: in yet. No, we did not, and I talked to Kathleen yesterday. They still had not arrived, so I don't know what happened. I called the grower two days ago and left a message, but did not hear back. They were supposed to ship ship on the twenty second. Yeah, this week, and, and they were shipping to San Diego because they were going to oh, take the bulk okay. of them. But they she hadn't seen them
2: yet. Hmm. Interesting. So they, for those of you that are waiting, the uh, bearded iris rhizomes will be in the store shortly. Shortly, early. yeah. So huh. we shall see. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Uh,
3: Weather oh, classes? We, what's oh other than. No go I was ahead. Gonna,
2: I was gonna say uh we do still have milkweed in stock uh, we have a fair amount of native milkweed. there's a little bit of tropical milkweed out there still we have not heard anything from the ag department yet about the a ban on tropical milkweed uh, We've been in contact with them, but nothing has nothing has come down, so we'll we shall see
4: what happens. Um, What's the genesis behind that? I mean, of people saying that it's going to be banned. Who who is saying that?
2: The, the, the Ag ban- Department. Okay. Yeah, they they said that it, they said that it it is it is they are they are looking at banning it, um, but they have not yet done it. Uh, they will notify everybody when well, that comes down based on based on state uh, guidance. State guidance is is what it was, and so. it's
3: not going to be an immediate ban. They're going gonna- right. to let people know they have a certain amount of time to sell what they have and move it through before they arbitrarily shut it down. Yeah. So we
2: we shall see. If you want to give us a call today, 888 four, 344 four, uh, four, <laughs> is the number. It's yeah. only been a couple of years. Oh, no, you. so. uh, here we You're listening to Garden Talk here on KPR, KPRZ and KCBQ. We will be back with more right after this. With more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Um, There's a quarantine
3: up, a new quarantine up in Valley Center. Valley Center that encompasses Uh 77 square miles between Palma Valley, Lake Wolford, Musa Canyon, the Rincon Reservation. And is going to remain in effect until June of 2023. Now, what do they do? Hang on, what are we quarantining? Yeah,
4: what are we yeah. quarantining? What, what are we fruit?
3: A bunch of different varieties because, of fruit and citrus. because of? because there's a Mexican fruit fly infestation they found on a tree or up in that area, and
4: it was it an orange tree?
3: The Mexican fruit flies are, I guess, they're the lesser known cousin of the medfly we always worry about med, med flies, flies i think but the mexican fruit flies get into a ton of fruits too and destroy them
4: 50 different types of, of produce that they can be uh, problematic wow. on including avocados citrus apples peaches pomegranates and other tropical fruits so
2: so if those areas are under quarantine what happens to any crops that are being grown in there they're not allowed
3: them? to leave the cr- quarantine they're area s- i think stayed. unless they are processed and oh. so they're, they're primarily, I think, wanting to pe- keep people from moving backyard fruit around and right. taking it and sharing it because that that's an easy that's a problem. vector to, to Com- Commercially,
4: to it's going to impact 160 different fruit growers up there in 80 nurseries, 10, wow. ten packing houses. So it's a big impact. Yeah, it is. They, it may be subject to the restrictions as well.
3: It says within the quarantine area, they estimate about $49 million worth of crops are grown. And so they are quarantining $49 million worth of crops to protect $300-plus plus million worth of crops in the county that are susceptible to the max fly. Interesting. And they're releasing sterile fruit flies. And they also... they 250,000
4: th- sterile male fruit flies.
3: Per, per day, per week? It's uh, the...
4: Per square mile. Okay. Just per square mile is what they said.
3: And then it also says they're releasing a bait... With some kind of a natural occurring bacterium, it'll kill the flies. I don't know what that would be. It doesn't say, but usually they get them under control pretty quickly. I'm I'm surprised the quarantine lasts that long, but maybe they're afraid of dormant eggs or something overwintering.
2: Yeah, yeah. trying to break the life cycle of them. Something and that's interesting.
3: We
4: have had a, we had a quarantine in 2017 for a fruit fly, and then the last one was in 2003. So. They've been effective, I guess, in, in preventing outbreaks.
3: They keep track of it right. and get it under control very quickly, and for well, good wasn't reason. It, wasn't yeah. it the,
2: Wasn't it the medfly where they were just spraying medfly in all, all I, of San Diego and well, LA County at night? I, I yes. remember it
3: being a big deal in yeah, El Cajon when I was in, I think, high school. I was going to yeah. say it was years and years ago, but and yeah, it, it was a. And that's when was that somebody stood up and or whatever? yeah, they were yeah, spraying malathion. Right. And then somebody drank some malathion to prove it was you yeah. know not that bad.
2: Well, it yeah again, it's, if you think about it,
3: uh oh, I try not I me. try not to, but go ahead. If you, I mean, I've, the, I've said this heart, before. Heart per million. Are we the dose about is the
2: poison <laughs> right? The The LD50 on Malathion oh, is yes. about, it's like 1,500 or something like that. I mean, it's a lot. And what you get in, what you buy in the store is 50% Malathion. Right. And then you dilute the 50% Malathion down to one to two teaspoons per yeah. gallon. I mean, by the by the time you dilute it out, it, it's, for a human being, it's a very, very, for, for something the size of a fruit fly, oh, it's yeah. absolutely deadly. But for... For a human being. I'm not, I'm not advocating going Correct. out and, 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 and drinking Malathion or anything like that. Because
4: but, it smells, right? But, it well, does. it does. It, does, it <laughs> has
2: that nice organophosphate <laughs> smell to it. Yes. Um,
3: and just so that next week George doesn't come back and admonish us, should we talk about LD50 for yes, just a real we're quick going, second? Yes, we just about to ask that. Okay. okay. So, Go ahead. It is the amount of a product required to be a lethal dose to 50% of the population. To 50% of a population. Yes. It, typically of rats. And they they rate all of the different pesticides and sexicides, I'm sure like all that, sorts of yeah. other things by the amount the LD50 of a product, and the most toxic thing that I ever remember coming across at Walter Anderson nursery was the safe and natural, not safe, the natural product for controlling. Uh, insects on poultry and other things. Nicotine sulfate. Nicotine sulfate. Yeah,
2: that was that actually used to be approved. I believe it was approved at one time for organic gardening. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah. It was
3: natural. Yeah, and organic. Oh, and it but was, it, was, it, was, it was
2: incredibly deadly. Yes, it, I think that was one. There, you know, there's, there's three different warnings that are on pesticide labels. There's, there's warning, danger, caution, warning, com- danger, poison. Okay, four. And poison is by far the worst. I think there was only two things that we ever had in the store that had poison labels on them. Uh, It was nicotine sulfate and probably chlorine. Chlorine. Well, and
3: strychnine. I'm pretty Uh, sure strychnine. We don't don't have strychnine anymore. No, no, no. no. no, We We we, we did. We we did did. in the baits Uh, in the in the uh, baits. Go for baits and things. Yeah. But yeah, that stuff is that's bad news. If I cool. if I had known it was going to disappear and how toxic it was at the time, I would have saved a bottle just for fun. Yes. Look, I have nicotine <laughs> sulfate. Yeah, it was. It was really bad. I, yeah, it was. I think it was in the single digits. The LD fifty of nicotine sulfate was either single or sing, double, sing, double or digits, sing, single or low double digits. Yeah. And the rest of them are up in the yeah. Three, yeah. Or three or four, three or plus four. digits. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Crazy stuff.
4: Well, thank you for that. Because I know our listeners are curious when you say something like that.
2: Uh, you had an interesting post on the Wednesday Wisdom this week. Uh, yeah,
4: it was, it a, was a, 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 a wildlife a, pest identification tool. Yeah, you see, IPM. We typically are always looking at. Um,
3: okay, why are you laughing at that one? Well, oh, I'm just thinking. I consider myself a wildlife pest <laughs> identification tool. You are definitely <laughs> a, a tool definite, yeah. uh, okay. uh, and
4: and a pest. So, um, yeah, there you go. We often think of insects as being the, the culprit on a lot of, of, of our plants, as being the thing that's causing the most damage. But often it, it can be, um, you know, obviously we talk about rats a lot, but other rodents, but deer and um, raccoons, etc., cetera, et cetera. So this particular tool, you can look at uh, photographs of damage or tracks or droppings and then highlight those and then, you know, hit play, and it comes up and gives you some ideas of what animal might be the culprit. Well,
3: wasn't cool. this week... Didn't you have a customer that assured you that rats were not eating his kale? Correct. Because they don't eat kale, correct? They don't correct? eat
4: kale till I showed him the video from my um, night trail camera in my garden of rats devouring kale. kale. And it wasn't one. It was a whole family that went out to dinner right. in the kale bed. So,
3: And I don't normally consider quantity... A bunch of rats getting in there and mowing something down. So if it, something was completely mowed down, I would expect it to be something larger, like larger, a rabbit or exactly. a deer. Exactly.
4: Yep. The, in this particular, well, that particular video, I think there were four or five. But I've had another video in the same garden with eight rats eating kale, and they're all gone now. They had to leave. The rats? The rats. They had oh, to leave. They had. To what leave.
0: are the kale? I'm just... um, so anyway, well, you, it's a great it's tool snap, and it's fun. Right traps a bit, or. How a did, snap,
4: uh, a combination of snap tracks and water bucket with perlite floating on the top. Um, but if you're interested in the, in that tool, it's in the UCIPM. You can get it on our uh, Facebook page, under Wednesday Wisdom.
2: Well, you had a problem. I think it was last. I think it was last summer um, with coyotes eating your persimmons.
4: Right. Persimmons and figs. Yeah. Right. So
3: loquats.
4: Well, loquats. Yep. Yeah, correct. I have okay. video of that as well. That's actually if, if you're interested in watching um, coyotes eat. Loquats on our Facebook page under videos for Walter Anderson Nursery, you'll see that. And it's uh, it's it's interesting. But I just put a temporary fence around the persimmon tree, and that seems to keep them out. I mean, they, they obviously can jump a jump pretty high, but they don't jump into an enclosed area. So by putting a small four-foot fence around it, it keeps them out.
2: Well, that's good. So you might actually get some we persimmons. We might get some persimmons after they yeah. de- they
4: destroyed the tree in the process of ripping. Yeah, you yeah. broke the branches right. off. A lot side. of branches. They're, they're not very talented that their opposable thumbs of pulling the fruit off easily. They break the branches in the process.
3: You should show them how to twist. Exactly.
4: Yeah. I don't mind sharing two or three, but they took branches that had 30, 40 pieces of fruit on it and destroyed it.
3: So I want you to envision a howling coyote, its nose up in the air, so you could teach them to grab the fruit and then do a pirouette and spin. then pull. Twist, nice okay. Spin move, yeah. yeah.
4: And we'll put it on, what, what's the medium? Uh, TikTok is that what's the, the big... Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... We'll the do biggest. something like that and we'll be famous. We'll get a lot of likes. Mm. There you go. Or infamous, whichever the correct is. Whichever that
2: is. Um, and there have been have, other rat issues. I was going to say, I have in my notes here to talk about uh, rat issues um, that have been surfacing.
3: There have been rat issues in mid to North Poway and getting into basil and tomatoes and things. And we had a customer that went to... Home Depot and bought aluminum flashing siding rolls and put a two- or three-foot barrier of aluminum all the way around.
4: Which worked for a short period of time.
3: Two days right. is my understanding. What happened after two days? Um, they figured out how to get into the garden bypassing the aluminum siding.
2: Oh, you know, it's inter- speaking of
3: aluminum siding,
2: over in uh, in Hawaii... In heavily traveled pedestrian areas, you see it a lot in Waikiki where they have coconut palms. Almost every palm tree has a sleeve of aluminum flashing around the trunk to keep the – because the rats will crawl up the trunk of the palm tree, start chewing on the coconuts, and then the coconuts fall down and hit people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's – That's that's what I'd like to see a TikTok video of. Man, that would – I would not want to – Hit you hit not want I, to get hit yeah, in the head I'm with a kidding. with a full size
3: coconut. That would, no, that's that would, true. That would hurt. It, it really would. It, it, if
2: if you live to
3: feel it, so, good point. Yeah. So so snap traps and sticky traps.
4: Wait, well, I think we've said this before, though, about rats. A lot of customers think that because they don't see the rats in the daytime, they don't have rats. I've talked to quite a number of folks. Say, oh, this looks like rat damage. And they'll tell me, well, we, we don't, don't have, have rats. rats. Yeah, that's true. Said, oh, yeah, you uh, do. Yeah, you do. You, you, yeah, you do. You, do. You, you, and you just don't know it. You just don't know that you have rats. And and they may not be living in your yard. They might be right. in your neighbor's house right. under the shed or their firewood pile. But there are rats coming in your yard at night. We had an owl in the
2: backyard the other night. Oh, that would be pretty cool. See, I've seen him a few times. He must live somewhere or it must live somewhere in, close by the house. Um, and it was up in the it was up in the neighbor's palm tree. It was right on the edge of our property. It was up in the neighbor's palm tree, and then we went out and took a look at it, and then it took off and it swooped down. And shortly after the swoop, we heard some distressed screaming of uh, some small animal. So I'm guessing it must have spotted a rat because we do we I you know, you never see them in the daytime, but I know we have rats because I have half- eaten see, tomatoes see and stuff damage, like that, yeah, yeah. yeah, so they they are out there
3: we we determined these rats to be southern rats, correct, George we did, and I'm
4: trying to think of why we said that.
3: Really? Yeah, I don't recall. Uh, because they were eating green tomatoes and not waiting right. for Fried them green to tomatoes. ripen. That's and right. I said, "But they didn't cook them." And George said, "No, they're storing away the green tomatoes in their little cheeks and going home and frying them up." I see. So they're so, southern rats. That's yeah. right. So now I recall. That. And they're and they're smarter rats too cuz they're avoiding the traps. They're, they're, they're country boy rats. Yeah. yeah.
2: And actually, you know what? Fried green tomatoes are not bad. Have you
3: ever had them?
4: Anything
2: fried. Most
3: most things fried. (laughs) Fried You take a coating that's really nicely seasoned and flavored and you fry it in oil. Oh, come on now.
2: Did you say a codeine? A coating. Oh, coating. Okay, I thought you said codeine.
3: I was was going to say a If you have some codeine (laughs) and a glass of wine and then fry up a tomato with a coating. There you go. All
2: right, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Bob, stay on the phone. We're going to talk to you as soon as we come back. We'll be back right after this.
1: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888 344 1170. That's 888 344 1170. There is more garden talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888 344 1170. 888 344 1170. Now, here's your hosts Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahadey, and George Allman.
2: And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahadi, and George Allman. We're going to go to the phones. We're going to go talk to Bob down in Otay Mesa. Good morning, Bob. How are you?
0: Uh, good morning. I'm fine. I have two questions for you. At the beginning of the program, did you mention milkweed being quarantined? And if so, why? And the second question is, uh, do you record uh, the classes?
2: Second question, do we record the classes? No, we do not. We have been exploring doing that and putting them online, but as of yet, we have not done that. So, but keep, keep track and hopefully at some point in the future, we'll be able to do that. As far as the milkweed uh, ban is concerned, the, there are, there are, there's two different, there's two different camps as far as tropical milkweed is concerned. There are, there are, there are, People that are afraid that tropical milkweed is, can lead to the decline of the monarch population, um, mostly because of a it's a, it's a bacteria a yeah. is called OE. Yeah. Which I
4: forgot what it stands for. Yeah, milkweed. I
2: not But it it winters over oh, because tropical milkweed doesn't necessarily go dormant like the native ones do. Um, it allows the OE to build up, and it can cause co- it can in some situations cause problems. Uh, the the way to get around that is in late October or November. Just force cut the for, force it into dormancy, cut it back, and then that it doesn't allow the OE to winter over and build up in population. Uh, but I believe the tropical milkweed has been has been or is going to be deemed as a nuisance weed by the state of California, which is what's prompting some counties to to ban the sale of it. Ventura County already has, but as far as I know, that's the only i think that's the only one so far that has banned the sale of it but the county of san diego has been considering it um we're just waiting we're like like i had mentioned we're in contact with them to find out what the story is it has not been banned as of yet um so
4: and the the quarantine part that he might have confused the quarantine was due to a mexican fruit fly on fruit in valley center
2: yeah yeah does that answer your question bob
0: yeah, but on the milkweed, can you see that uh, whatever you call it, disease?
2: No, no, it's a it's a bacteria. It's, it's 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 obviously very small. So yeah, you 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 cannot see it with the naked eye.
0: Yeah, but, and there's no spray for that because it's better to spray than than you know maybe cut down a whole plant.
2: Well, the the plant will come back without any problem. So it's just a it's easier just to to cut it back, right. and you mm-hmm. and there's really nothing you can spray that's going to take care of it. Plus, if you start spraying stuff, then you might have you might have other issues uh, yeah, with in, with interaction with the caterpillars yeah. or the butterflies. So it, it's better just to cut it back and cut it back in October and November. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. Hey. Goodbye. But. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Some of the
4: butterfly societies that you and I have read about, they speak to making sure you, if you're going to have tropical milkweed in, in our type of climate, to just cut it back cut by it. Thanksgiving. right? Yeah. Get rid of it by Thanksgiving and let it come back in the spring. Yeah, right.
2: some of the most inf- interesting information on it was was um, articles that were published by the uh, Texas Butterfly Ranch and their entomologist who had studied monarchs for, for many, many years. Yeah. Um, and it was and that was one of the things that they pointed out in the in the article that I read, which came out a, a year ago. So it's fairly it's fairly fairly contemporary. Was if you move the border a hundred miles south, then it's a it's a native milkweed, right? Right. So, you know, it's it is what it is. So, exactly. So uh, let's see. We're going to go up to Escondido where Doc is waiting. Good morning, Doc. How are you?
0: Hey guys, how you doing? Good. What can we do um, for you? Well, back in 79, 80, when I came out here, I bought a. I brought with me a bottle of probably, I'm going to say 50% chloridane, which I think I <laughs> wow. still have somewhere in a clock, and uh, it was for the fire ants, Yeah, is right. one of the things that would kill them. Um, don't know what to do with it. I haven't used it in quite a few years. I think I used some of it uh, a little bit in 80, but it was like take a teaspoon for a gallon of water or something, you know. Um but I just didn't know if it's illegal out here and if is it any good would you want it
2: No 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 <laughs> yeah. no no, th- no thank you No thank you yeah. we we do not want it Um I believe I believe Take well Chlordane the- has been banned in California it's been banned for for some time now um at least 20 at least 20 years if, I would say if not if not longer, uh, but if if you have some left over in your garage and you don't know what to do with it, I would if you're in Escondido, check with. Um Check with the city of Escondido and see if they have a chemical recycling like program. Or, uh, yeah. hazmat the home
3: hazardous waste yeah. disposal it, days would be a good time to well, get the rid city, of Well,
2: the city has one at, uh, I believe, at the, at the Miramar Land. The city of San they Diego do. has one at the Miramar Landfill. Right. But I believe you have to be a city a of San resident, Diego right? resident. And you have to resident. make an appointment
4: to bring chemicals.
2: Yeah, but ch- check with the city of Escondido and see if they have a home hazmat recycling program. And they if they do, they should take care of it for you without any trouble.
0: Obviously, I did not use my real name because the last thing I wanted to do was yeah. have a forty dollars <laughs> closing accord. And so.
4: No,
2: I yeah. hear you. No, I I, I understand. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where I would look. Is check with the city check check with the city of Escondido with a hazmat recycling program and see if they have one there, and uh, go from there. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> have a good yeah. weekend. That,
3: that does lot.
0: There's probably a lot of people out there that have oh. shell, you know, yeah. that
3: have old, old chemicals. And that yeah. is they regularly have yeah. hazardous waste disposal drives or whatever, and that would be – a good time to get rid of that and any other old pesticide Correct. you may have laying around. Yeah, there, there are
4: well, a number you, of sites in what Escondido to do it. Uh, well, I, 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 they, I think they also take paint
2: and stuff like that. They wow. do. They don't take
4: nuclear waste, though. Just yeah. so if you happen to have well, that's some a, plutonium, they're not going to take that. But they do take a yeah. lot of o- uh, auto fluids, paints, etc., cleaners, oils, etc. Yeah. Thank Antifreeze. goodness we have
3: that mountain in, in Nevada. Yucca, exactly. Yucca mountain. Yeah, to take <laughs> care of that. Well, uh, you
2: know, speaking of paint, what you can do now, and I, I haven't tried it yet, but I – I've seen it at Home Depot. They've packets of a desiccant. You open it up and pour it into the paint and mix it up and it within within minutes it solidifies the
3: paint. I thought all I had to do was take it home, open it, use it once and put it away and then it would solidify. Exactly. Well, it eventually will, but if especially if you leave
2: Doesn't if instantly. you leave the lid off of it, but if you don't leave the lid off of it then it sits there for a long time. But I thought that was very interesting because you can you can throw away as far as I know at least it used to be that you could throw away dried paint, but you can't throw away liquid paint. So I believe that's what. what I, did that. I, I did not know that. I know that. That's either, what but... brought about the packets of stuff that you mix with your paint, and it dries your paint out. Makes sense. But I... so,
3: I'm just I'm surprised because I thought it was very easy to dry paint, but I guess maybe it's not a big
4: gallon or well, if five
2: you got gallon got a five gallon. Take bucket a of paint, it takes a while. It's going to take a while for it to dry out.
3: I don't have any five gallon buckets of paint. No, I do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I, c- I hear you can get some desiccant yeah, at, uh put it in, put it in there to 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 dry it
2: out. To dry yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. If you want to give us a call today, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. We've got a new plant going to be available in both stores today. Today.
3: Correct? Today. Uh, oh,
2: what's that? Thai constellation monstera. It's a variegated monstera. Uh, it's
3: more speckled.
2: Okay. It's, and variegated Then the regular variegated ones, which are insanely expensive. These are expensive, but not. It's
4: also one of the most no. sought after it is indoor a, plants right now. Yeah. The the they, they.
2: I. Oh. I think it hit the market a couple of years ago because I. I remember I tracked down a grower in Florida to try to get some for us. Uh, bef, before it was before the pandemic okay. because it was before before, uh, before <clears throat> all the uh, the prices the, went through the, the roof. People going crazy over yeah. stuff. Um, but they wouldn't sell them to us, so we have since found uh, found a grower that will sell them, and so we do we do have them available. Are they, are they in four inch pots or
3: they're in the they're in four inch? Four they inch came pots. in in six inch pots. We potted them down because they are susceptible to root rot. Oh, so we want to make sure so we lightened their soil and put them into smaller pots. Gotcha.
4: This particular species or, or cultivar came from a single tissue culture from a lab in Thailand, hence the name Thai, but it came from Thailand in a lab laboratory. Interesting. Yeah. It's
2: a it's a really pretty plant.
3: I mean I too bad they didn't just leak it out of that laboratory that we could all have <laughs> it for free. It of our own. It's have. a it's a good looking plant. Yeah. No, I or a house plant. I I agree. But it's just it's another one of those plants that a and few so, years ago, or like the albo, the white variegated one that yeah. was common, it was hard to get, but it was regularly available for twenty, thirty, forty dollars. It was something normal, and now it's hundreds of dollars per stem section. Yeah, popularity, yeah. supply yeah. and demand. How I've heard something about that.
2: House plants have become the new tulip. It's it, it's crazy. It really they really have yeah. the, the amount of money that people are charging for for some things is Yeah. It's crazy. But it really the, is the, but that's what that's what the market is. It, but it you said seems you, to be deflating. I was gonna say pit, you, which is you, good. you you had mentioned that you have seen people selling their collections yes. of
3: houseplants. The the good while news the is, is, is still there. This craziness in house plants has brought a lot of new people into the to, game yeah. to the plant business and to the nurseries and to growing things, which is great. The bad thing is, is it's inflated the prices up, and it's been part of. It preceded most of the inflation that we're seeing now, uh, but it seems to be deflating a little bit, and hopefully, some of that money will go back into precious metals like gold and silver and drive up those prices for me. Or, I mean, and come out of the other things, yes.
2: So, anyway, if you're looking to add a Thai constellation monstera to to your collection, both stores will have them. Available. A few. Limited numbers, yeah, not a lot, but uh, we will have some available uh, starting today. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, we're going to go to the phones real quick, uh, over to San Diego, where Bruce is waiting. Good morning, Bruce. How are you?
3: Bruce, are you there? Did you properly click the button? I did. Well, while we're waiting for Bruce, did you see the exciting breaking non-nursery plant news? What? There's going to be a sequel coming out to A Christmas Story. Bruce, are you there? Please, I'm
4: Bruce. With Ken.
2: <laughs> Bruce, if you're listening, give us a call back. We would love to talk to you. Um,
3: I did see that.
2: And only what forty years later?
3: Yeah, I really enjoy that movie. So I hope they can do a decent job with it. Yeah, it's one of my
2: favorites
4: too.
3: Uh, I, think, I
4: think you brought that up because I told you yesterday I didn't care for them.
3: Well, I <laughs> partially because of no, but because it was on the TV behind me. And just for those of you who do not know. Uh, the late Princess Diana's chief of staff looks like a young Henry Kissinger. Stand and for this and other timely tips, other. did Bruce call back? Uh, yeah, it looks like Bruce is back. Let me,
2: Bruce, you there?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm here. Oh,
2: okay. great! What could we? What could we do for you?
0: Yeah, I got a question about uh, tomatoes. Is, is it still, uh, uh, or is it too late to plant uh, celebrity tomatoes to get another crop?
2: No, you should be able to. You should be able to get another crop uh, by late October. Yeah, or so. yeah. I wouldn't I do it from seed
3: to... at this point. No, but
2: from starts I would. Yeah, celebrity right. uh, early girl is another good one uh, that'll give you a pretty quick turnaround on a crop.
0: And what would you think about uh, uh, using uh, uh, duck water for fertilizer? I don't, I don't know what you that, know, I that think, is. I but...
4: think um, our gentleman at the, up in Poway who's teaching today uses duck water for most of his fertilization for his fruit trees and such, He's very and he's very positive about it, so I would think it would work.
2: And duck water meaning pond Pond water pond that, w- that you have
4: ducks have in. Ducks
3: yeah. in. Oh. Okay, I would suggest right. that you do right. a very good job of keeping that water off of the tomatoes, and right. I'd wash them well before ingesting them, but I think what's right. in the duck water be good for the soil, not good for you.
0: Correct. Right. How was that? Okay. And then, other, other than that, it'd be good to just use uh, Grow Power then, correct? Oh, grow correct. Power is awesome. Yes.
2: Sir. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Grow Power is great.
0: Okay. Well, great. Thank you very much.
2: You're welcome. You're Thanks welcome. for the call.
0: Have a good weekend.
2: Thanks. You too. Take care. Uh, let's see. We're going to go out to uh, Spring Valley where Reagan is waiting. Good morning, Reagan. How are you?
0: Fine. How are you
2: this morning? Doing well. What can we do for you?
0: Well, I. Uh... Ran across this uh, system to get rid of fire ants. In the past, he used clubs and poured in the anthill.
2: And suffocation when it gets down into the, in the ground. You, Your phone's breaking
3: breaking up. Out. But what was it you suggested? Club you use club soda and <laughs>
2: pour it into the pour it into the anthill, the anthill. and it suffocates, suffocates them, them. Which I I could kind of see how that might work um, because the carbon dioxide that's in the in the soda, that's in the soda, gas in there. and it's going to off-gas, and it's going to be heavier and stay down in there. Um, but I, I don't, don't think how... it's going to get through all the tunnels. Will yeah, it? I don't. Well, I don't know. I I don't know how much you'd have to pour down there. in In theory, it what? sounds in theory it sounds like it would work. Um, you know it's what? I've not seen something work I've really come well across well? before.
3: Is the little tarot ant stations Thank where they come work. and take it back to the nest? I've seen some tests recently done with that. And the ants are attracted to it. And if you look at it in the short term, people complain, "Oh, the ants love it, and they just attracted to it." But then two or three days later, the ants are the gone, ants are and gone. they don't come back.
4: We had to use those traps inside recently, not for fire ants, yeah. but and they're very effective.
3: Yeah, where did yeah.
4: where
2: did you come across that? I, I'd be curious to do some more research on it. I, I that's that's a new it's a new one on me. But like I said, it it, it makes in, sense. The, in theory yeah. it makes sense. I don't recall uh, where I. Heard. It was on a
0: radio show, I believe. And another thing I do, if I get ants in the house, is my heat gun. It oh. uh, push out 700 degrees of heat and just turns them into little balls of ants.
2: <laughs>
3: and it
0: vaporizes their trail.
2: Oh, that, that's they a, don't come back. interesting. That's another. That's another one that
3: I had not oh, heard of before. Nor have I. Do yeah. we need to issue a disclaimer or be careful using heat guns like that inside during summer and around things or that might combust? Around flammable? Things. Yes.
0: Yeah, I, I keep. I occasionally will melt a plastic bag, but. Uh, <laughs> well, it's it's
2: non toxic and uh, it's it's quick. I would imagine that so. is true. That is true. Regan, thank you very much for the call. Have a great weekend. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, Kathy in San Diego, who's got a fern question. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, and yourself? Doing well, thank you. What can we do for you?
5: Um, I have a, a bunch of lace ferns. And this year, for uh, I don't know what happened, but all of the leaves are getting, they're starting to, to get like um. It, they almost look like they're molted or, or you know, like fine specks of, of you know, I don't know, white stuff on them. But it's not on them. It's in the leave. And then the leaves just die after that. They're just sickly. I don't know what it is
4: that's killing everything. How about the potential of an insect? Something like a
3: thrip. Be be stronger. A thrip. Okay.
4: Potentially. But what I might suggest is cut off a leaf Put it. Take a piece of printer paper on your table and tap it vigorously on that paper and see if you see anything moving around.
3: Thrips, thrips will cause okay. that on ferns. It'll discolor them. They usually it'll turn them a silver or a white, and sometimes you'll see little black specks on there as well. But uh, oh. thrips and spider mites will both discolor ferns, including the the lace fern.
5: Okay, so if it is, a, if it is thrips, um, what do I do about it?
3: I would spray them. I would use, on a fern, Bayer Flower. I'm sorry, Bio-Advanced okay. Flower. Or eight. No, that's not a spray, though.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, yeah. oh the or
4: trigger, trigger sprayer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 There are a number of products yeah. that you can use that will take care of both the spider mites and the thrips. Just pop into one of the locations and someone oh, will help if it's you out. Mi- however, if it's spider mites, spider so mites she has have to, to use get something insect different. mite and disease. Yes.
3: The bottle right next to it
5: okay, so um and I so I know what spider mites are um but I, I guess I've never dealt with thrips before, so you so I would i'll just talk to someone at the store that'll tell me which is the best product yeah, and
3: bring, and bring it right. yeah, actually bring if sample. you're going to go in bring in a bring sample a sample of sample of the sample leaf. Of the leaf. Yeah.
5: okay, all right all right thank you um quick, quick second question or no sure go ahead Okay, so I have another fern because I'm, I'm a big fern person. And the other fern is a, um, uh, a silver lady. Yeah. Uh, I don't know all the, the technicals. Mm-hmm. So I've had a couple of these before, and they've died in the past. And I, I'm just not sure that they just, I don't know if it's root rot. I, you know, they do fine, and all of a sudden it's like a sudden death. The leaves are green, and then all of a sudden, they the whole plant just dies. Um, and I I don't know again if it's root rot. I doubt it because I nothing everything's in pots so that it's allowed to drain out. Um, are they susceptible to any particular kind of disease?
3: Not that I'm aware of. Not- uh, typically, it's a water issue. But uh, how often how often do you you say that they're in pots? How
0: often do you water them?
5: Yes. Yeah. Well, I always stick my finger in to see if, you know, it's dry, and I water it at that point. Like, I don't let them get overly dry, I'm, you know, once a week maybe, I think, during the, you know, during the summer.
3: I would suggest to you that once in a while you let it go a little bit longer than it needs to, and had you watered it the day before or the day before that, it'd probably still be alive uh, in a container, They're going to be very thirsty. As long as you're using a good medium that drains well, they're going to dry out very quickly. And it'd be hard to overwater them in a container as long as it's Mm -hmm. draining freely. Correct. Yeah, Yeah. I agree.
5: Yeah. Okay, well, um, I guess so. you think it's primarily a water issue? You think that's probably the reason? Typically, yes. no signs of disease.
3: Right. Okay. Yeah. Typically All right. it's water.
5: Thank
2: you. Thanks for the call, Kathy. Right. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back next week with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody.
1: Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew? or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.